Every year, we have a little talk about John, Paul, George, and Ringo, the Beatles. Last year, we did it on February 4th, so we would have basically the Fab Four on Feb 4. Well, that's a weekend this year, so we're here on January 16th with my guest, our former WILI news director, Mark Roy, to talk all things Beatles this morning, especially all things Beatles on the radio. Mark, good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me today. What's this concept of the Beatles on the radio all about? The concept is that... uh, That's not working well. All right, I told you to go to that mic. You did tell me to go to that mic. I know. Well, um, swing this one over here and see if that one... Swing this one over here. Okay, wait a minute here. I don't know. The thing is odd. I did nothing wrong. You did? All right. My hands have never left my side. Uh, Try it now. Hello. Oh. (laughs) Which one am I on? Am I on this one? I don't know. I turn them all up. You turn them all up. Let's, <laughs> let's put them both here. Let's start over again. Let's start over again. So it's gone so Beatles. well so far. Beatles on the radio. What's this all about, It's all about the Beatles being on the BBC radio. Um, when the Beatles uh, first uh, started appearing on radio, it was in March of 1962, and their last appearance on BBC radio would be in June of 1965. Now, the appearances we're talking about here, 52 of them, are on programs in which they played music. They played their instruments, they sang their songs. Um, This is not counting all of the times they may have appeared on interview programs. These are just the 52 where they were the Beatles and played their music. 39 of these appearances alone were in 1963, which is the height of Beatlemania in the UK. And largely didn't create Beatlemania. Pretty much. I mean, this is this is where they're starting to be heard throughout the country. They've been pretty much um, in Liverpool only. They had been to Germany, and that's a whole different story of how they went to Germany at the Star Club and the Kaiser Keller and uh, and and their performances there. But this is when they're appearing on radio in the UK and playing their instruments and singing their songs. So just let it fire. Let's go with the first one. It's been a hard day's night And I've been working like a dog It's been a hard day's night I should be sleeping like a log But when I get home to you I find the things that you do To make me feel alright You know I work all day To get your money to buy a thing And it's worth it just to hear you Stop there, stop there, stop there. What? All right, George, hold it. 
fade, you see. We did, we did that. Oh, no, oh, no, no, we've done that bit. The train comes in now. We did that to yeah. prove that we weren't playing the record then, you yeah, see. Yeah, we did Because that. otherwise, no point your beer like here, it, is it? there? <laughs> As that was the Beatles from BBC on July 16th, 1964. Now, full disclosure, Mark. That song sounded to me awfully similar to the single. It I did. Mean, but they, you heard the outro. They were still playing their instruments as they were talking over it. Um, the difference is they couldn't reproduce George Martin playing the harpsichord in the middle of that song. So they brought the track in with them, and the BBC engineers took that and edited it into the piece. Now, you say, how could they have done that? Well, how could they have done that? How could they have done that? Because like 90% of their appearances were recorded days before the actual program aired. So even the chat that they had with the with the DJ or the host of the program was pre-recorded and then run on on the program later. But it sounded like it was live. And and in most of these cases you're you're hearing songs that they play once and they never play them again. Cover song covers that they that they never recorded again anywhere. Um, we'll play some of those this morning because they're rarer than uh, other things that that people might have heard by the Beatles. And speaking of covers, uh, one by Roy Orbison. Right from uh, from 1962. This is the Beatles' actual first appearance on BBC Radio on March 8th, 1962. They recorded the day before dressed in suits for the first time as a group, and uh, they recorded four songs at the Playhouse Theater in Manchester, England, for the episode of uh, what the uh, program was uh, called Teenager's Turn, Here We Go. Now, Teenager's Turn was a daily 5 p.m. to 5.30 program, Monday through Friday, but each day it had a different title. And so on Thursdays, it was called Here We Go. And uh, the Roy Orbison song had just been released the month before, and the Beatles, being a great cover band, are covering Dream Baby. With Paul McCartney on vocal lead, it's the Beatles! <laughs> That's Paul McCartney with his backup band <laughs> doing a Roy Orbison hit from early 1962 on the BBC radio program, Here We Go. Uh, they did actually, they recorded four songs for the program, Memphis, Tennessee, which was a Chuck Berry hit, the Marvelettes hit, Please, Mr. Postman, and one of their own compositions, Hello, Little Girl. But only the first three songs aired. Their Hello, Little Girl never was aired. Got Mark Roy here, our former news director, the Beatleologist. Flashing you back to when the Beatles were on the radio, primarily on the BBC, back before Beatlemania hit the U.S. of A. So where do we go now, Mark? Well, <clears throat> pardon. Um, the uh, Beatles have their second appearance uh, at the BBC uh, in June. It's uh, They were first there in March 
only 10 weeks after they'd had their failed audition with Decca Records. So they're going so, so to... Go the, back up to that a little sure. bit. That's fascinating. The fact that these guys, as great as they became, became Decca said, eh, maybe not. Right. They, uh, I believe the quote, uh, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase here, the quote from the, the, the head of Decca was, uh, guitar groups are on their way out. Um, not not the best prediction in the world, uh, most accurate. But uh, but back then on Ju- January first, they had their Deca audition. But meanwhile, in the behind the scenes, their new manager—they've only had a manager since November of '61, and that's Brian Epstein—and he starts making phone calls all over trying to book them wherever he can get them, and he decides, hey, what about the BBC? So January 11th, they do an audition at the BBC, and the BBC says, yes, we'll put them on a program. And, and about the BBC, is this something they did regularly with lots of groups? And the Beatles they did. Oh, it's one? not just the Beatles. This okay. is They're appearing on programs that other groups have already appeared on. So they're this new group from Liverpool. Hey, we'll give them a shot. And, and the person who ran the audition writes in his notes, vocals, John, yes. Paul, no. Uh, the same thing sort of happened with the Decca audition. The person who, who engineered it thought that Paul's voice was not up to par. But uh, I've read since that uh, Paul was very nervous, and so there may have been a little bit of a, you know, a weakness to his voice in those auditions. That's amazing in the sense that you look at the versatility in what Paul has done oh, yeah. over the years. He can sing the tender ballads like Michelle and Yesterday, and he can scream his lungs out and get it done with songs like I'm Down and some of the other rockers he's done. Well, and obviously that note never got through because the first song that we played was Dream Baby, and Paul always lead on the vocal on that. Now, in this next piece, which is uh, from their June 15th appearance on the same program, here we go. 1962. 1962. They, they recorded three songs, and all three were aired on the program. Besame Mucho, a 1960 release by the Coasters and originally done by the, Tommy, by the Jimmy Dorsey Orchestra in 1943. <laughs> a Picture of You, which is a B-side from 1962 by Joe Brown, which became a hit on its own as a B-side. But they are now performing one of their own compositions on radio for the first time, and that's Ask Me Why. Written by our guest for tonight, entitled Ask Me Why. Our guest being a group by the name of The Beatles.
first Beatles composition to air on the BBC from 1962. Ask me why, and I'll tell you what, that given the state of music in 1962, I think that was a pretty good song. It was. They showed they could write songs. They did. They did. And, um, I mean, this is the start of their career as far as recording artists are concerned. Now, let me bring up something else, too. They got through that whole song, a live performance on the BBC, at the end you hear the crowd cheering. That's not exactly what happened on the Ed Sullivan show. No, it's not. And that's and that's still a year and a half away at this point, because here we are in June of 1962. Um, did you notice anything about that song and uh, Dream Baby that uh, perhaps didn't click in your head uh, as we were listening to those pieces? Other than the quality. First of all, let me, let me tell you about the quality. Some of these were not kept by the BBC. Fans... Even the Beatles did have fans before there was Beatlemania, would record things off of the air, just as people have done since tape recorders were made commercially available to people. I did it when I was a teenager. I, I did too. And favorite songs, if you hadn't bought the single yet, you wanted to hear it on your cassette recorder or your reel-to-reel if you had one of those. Anyway, the quality of these is not great because they're recorded off the air. So you heard and ask me why it's a little wavy and etc. cetera. Uh, it's been cleaned up a little bit. There's a lot of bootlegging of early Beatles stuff. And so in the 70s, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, there's a lot of bootlegging of their appearances on the BBC. But okay, have you caught what might be different about those two songs as opposed to anything else we're going to play? Mark, I'm embarrassed to say no. Okay. <laughs> the drummer is Pete Best, not Ringo Starr. Okay, well, how would I know that if I just heard a drummer? That's true. That is true. Ringo will not join the Beatles until August of 1962, and these appear the first two appearances we played were March and June. Now, in June, it's just after their successful audition with EMI and meeting the um, artisan repertoire director, George Martin, who I think probably legitimately of anyone could be called the fifth Beatle. With um, honorable mention of Billy Preston? Pardon? With honorable mention with to Billy honorable, Preston? With honorable, yes. Okay. Yes, because uh, as short as his appearance was, it was, it was awesome. Um, and that can be another show in itself someday. Oh, good. Next year. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so here they are. They're now recording artists. They've recorded a couple of songs in an audition, but they're never going to hear the light of day, except for one of them with Pete Best. It comes out on the anthology years later. But we're talking about radio right now. So our next song coming up has a new drummer in the group. He's been with them since August. And this is their third appearance on um, the BBC. And, and this is now um, in October of uh, 1962. And it's their first single, Love Me Do.
Beatles doing Love Me Do in their third appearance at the BBC. This is on October 26th of 1962. They actually had recorded uh, four songs. They performed three of them, Love Me Do, P.S. I Love You, and A Taste of Honey. The fourth song they recorded was Tommy Rose Sheila, uh, which had just been released a month before, but it never aired. So no one's ever heard that recording. However, the Beatles' version of Sheila appears on the very controversial Star Club compilation, which is from their uh, December 31st performance at the Star Club in Germany. Story in itself. Someone surreptitiously was recording their performances that night, and in the early 70s, the Star Club compilation came out um, and uh, was very quickly uh, faced with lawsuits by Apple and the Beatles, uh, but it keeps coming out in different packaging over the decades, and it's still available. You can find it anywhere. You know, from full disclosure standpoint, it is radio. Mark brought in a bunch of CDs, Beatles CDs, just as a backup in case the digital stuff we're playing doesn't work. He's got a book in there, <laughs> yep. two, two books, actually. But tell him about the tote bag you brought all that stuff in oh, with. I, oh. lo- I love the tote bag, man. Well, one one Christmas, my sister surprised me with a, with a set of uh, tote bags with the Beatles on it. This one is Sgt. Pepper. Uh, another one is, I think, Magical Mystery Tour and and uh, Abbey Road covers. So I got three of those bags, and I I, I use this to bring in my props. I know it's radio, but uh, I thought I'd bring in a, a book that uh, anyone who's listening who really wants to dive into what the Beatles did at the BBC. This is a book that came out around 2013. The Beatles, the BBC Archives, 1962 to 1970. It covers all of their radio appearances, including the interview and all of their TV appearances on BBC TV. An awesome book with lots of detail, lots of information. The other book I brought is from a series of books uh, written um, in the 70s and 80s, uh, and I want to get their names right, um, by Harry Castleman and Walter J. Podrazik. And they really, in the early days of the Beatles, um, after their breakup in the 1970s, People were clamoring for anything about the Beatles, anything new in recordings, but books as well. And these two guys wrote a series of three books that really compiled all the statistical information, the release dates, everything you could imagine about the Beatles and their releases. And this third volume called The End of the Beatles, question mark, uh, came out in in the 1980s. And it's where I drew a lot of the information about the radio performances. They list every song that was recorded, which ones aired, what the date was that it aired, all of that. And that's that built on the research that was done by Mark Lewison. Pardon me, my phone is going off here. Uh, Mark Lewison, who has been a chronicler of the Beatles for decades. In fact, we're awaiting the second volume of his history of the Beatles. His first one came out almost 10 years ago. The second volume is due, we don't know when. He's almost 80 years old. We're hoping he'll write all three. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, just just awesome information that he started putting out in the 70s. Uh, he was given access to the BBC's files and started to compile all of that information.
Beatles on the radio, on the BBC. And that's what we're talking about this morning with our former news director, Mark Roy is here, and what's the story of Please Please Me? Uh, good morning, Wayne. Well, Please Please Me, and as people probably noted, we started into the cut there. This is one of those early appearances by the Beatles before Beatlemania. So the recordings that exist are off-air by fans. And so in this case, there's only a fragment of that song uh, starting partway into it. But at this point, the Beatles now have two singles out. Please Please Me is the second one, and we're starting to now see the rise of Beatlemania. Um, they're um, starting to have lots more appearances. In 1963 alone, they will be, they'll be on 39 programs on the BBC performing their music uh, of a, out of a total of 52 over a two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half-year period. Um, Please Please Me will become number one in Britain. It's their first number one song. Uh, and... Um, on this program, again, it's the Here We Go program on the BBC, they perform three songs, Chains, Please Please Me, and again, Ask Me Why. All right, so let's uh, move it on. I guess it's the next day after they perform Please Please Me, right. a tune called Some Other Guy. What's up with Some that? Some Other Guy uh, is a song um, that, it's another cover that they've done, and uh, I've lost track of <laughs> who did that originally, but um, they're performing on Saturday Club, and this is kind of the premiere program now. They've moved from doing this afternoon teenager program to Saturday morning which is really highlighting the, the major groups. And so they're on Saturday Club, and they performed uh, two, uh, two of their hits, Love Me Do and Please Please Me, and three cover songs, Some Other Guy, Keep Your Hands Off My Baby, and Beautiful Dreamer. And first up, we're going to hear Some Other Guy. And I chose this one because uh, it tends to be the song that gets played when an early Beatles television uh, pieces shown. Uh, they they performed some other guy at the Cavern Club, where they performed many many times in Liverpool. Is the answer you're looking for Richie Barrett? That's the one. Yeah, yes. and the song is written by Lieber and Stoller, who yes. are all like great early right. Elvis. And I had that in my notes, and then I lost track of it here. But thank uh, you, Wayne. Says it features an electric piano, and then an unusual sound and pop music, and then it was covered later by Liverpool's The Beatles. It's called Some Other Guy. Two thoughts about that song, Mark. Sorry, guys, I didn't mean to talk over <laughs> you there, but two thoughts I had. Number one, that didn't sound very Beatlesque. And number two, we know all these Lieber and Stoller songs that they wrote for, as I said, Elvis. 
and the Drifters and many other people as well. That didn't even sound like a Lieber and Stoller song either. Yeah, they were a cover band, and they they really tried to make, repeat the sound of what they heard on records that came into Liverpool from sailors who brought them from the United States, and they bought them at record stores, and they got them on the streets and shared them. Uh, fans of records would, uh, would share their records, and the Beatles listened to a lot of this stuff. And more often than not, they would cover the B-side because all the other groups are covering the A side. They would cover the B side. And uh, we talked, I've mentioned a little bit about their going to Germany. This was the incubator. When they went to Germany in 1961, and then again at the end of 62, they were playing, they were performing eight to 10 hours a day. So they had a huge repertoire of cover songs, and they're starting to include some of their own compositions, but just a few of them. As uh, 1962 comes along and they get their record contract, now they're concentrating on their songwriting. And when we get into 1963, the cover songs appear on their LPs, appear on their EPs, but by 1965, they're not doing cover songs anymore. Out of the 212 tracks on the initial recordings of the Beatles from 62 to 70, 212 tracks, only 24 are cover songs. So you see a, a, you're seeing the evolution of a band that's a cover band that becomes its own songwriting unit and, and obviously does a phenomenal job of writing songs. And I noticed that you said one of the covers they did along with some other guy was Keep Your Hands Off My Baby. That was a big hit in 63 for the Cookies. Right. So there's another cover and, song. And that's it. on the compilations. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit later. But the BBC um, recordings were eventually released uh, commercially uh, in 1994. The first uh, version came out, a double CD called Live at the BBC. But we had to wait a little while longer, till 2013, for Volume 2. Uh, and along the way, uh, interestingly enough, in 2013, at the end of 2013, Apple Records released um, uh, an album called The Beatles' Bootlegs 1963. And the reason was the 50-year copyright on recordings was coming to an end. And somehow these recordings would end up in the public domain. So they put them out commercially, only in digital format. You can't get them on a CD. Uh, and it included uh, some 40 or 50 of the BBC recordings that hadn't been previously released. So at this point, with those two CD compilations and then this bootleg compilation officially released in, in 2013, we have about 140 of the songs that the Beatles put on the BBC. Now, they did a total of uh, more than 300 recordings for the BBC, um, but many of those are repeats. They, uh, they did tracks uh, repeatedly. They, for example, they did From Me to You 15 times and recorded it separately for those 15 performances. They did uh, I Saw Her Standing There, Please Please Me and She Loves You, each 12 times. They did Twist and Shout 10 times, Love Me Do 9, Taste of Honey 8, and 7 each of Long Tall Sally, Roll Over Beethoven, Till There Was You, and Boys. Now that's a lot of that, that total of 184 songs, different songs that they actually performed and we just played the song some other guy from the television show on the bbc uh radio program radio saturday club. thank you radio. saturday club and it looks like this next one is also from saturday That's club. also from that and it's it's kind of an oddball song it's a stephen foster song from the from the 1850s called beautiful dreamer
Well, that was different. As you said, Stephen Foster's beautiful dreamer. But then again, the Beatles were not afraid to borrow from some of the classics, not just people like Chuck Berry and Little Richard, but, you know, Till There Was You is Meredith Wilson right, from The Music from, Man. From, from The Music Man, right. Uh, and you notice in Beautiful Dreamer, they even did a key change there toward the end. Mm. Uh, this song was a cover. Uh, it was done in 1954 in a hit in Britain by Slim Whitman. It was country western, what they called back then country and western, not just country. But country western was a big influence on the Beatles. And in fact, we talked about that audition that they had when they had to go on the BBC. They had to audition first. Another one of the notes said that they sounded more country than rock. So they have a big influence from country. And a number of their songs over the years on their albums are going to sound country. Um, and that's, it's not hard to pick those out. Um, so, yeah, they're, they give a rousing interpretation of a song that was more than 100 years old at that point. All right. What's next? Well, coming up uh, is a song called I'm Talking About You, and it's a cover of a 1962 Chuck Berry recording. Uh, the Beatles did six songs for the, the Saturday Club on this uh, another uh, edition of the Saturday Club. They did Misery, Too Much Monkey Business, I'm Talking About You, Please Please Me, and the Hippie Hippie Shake, and I Want to Hold Your Hand, which was their latest single at that time. And uh, of, of that bunch, I thought this was an interesting one because it's it hasn't been heard by a lot of people, but it is in the Beatles. BBC compilation. on the radio on BBC and as as Mark said that song written by Chuck Berry is also recorded by a number of other British beat groups including the Hollies the Yardbirds and the Rolling Stones and according to the WWW I'm stealing your thunder here Mark the edition of the Saturday Club broadcast live on the BBC light program from 10 a.m. on March 16th 1963 it marked the Beatles first time inside the BBC broadcast home in Portland Place, London. So there's a story there of that tune called I'm Talking About You. And clearly that was John Lennon singing lead on that it one. It was John yeah. Lennon. And uh, this is the other influence on the Beatles. And that is black artists from America playing rhythm and blues and rock and roll. Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Fats Domino. These were their idols. They, they loved this music and they wanted to perform it. So they did their versions of these songs and made them popular throughout Britain. And the original artists uh, benefited from that. Right, so this next one you've got from the Beatles on BBC Radio was one that was a hit in this country by the Swingin' Blue Jeans. What do you got on the Hippie Hippie Shake? Well, actually, before, just before that, we have a cut that's a theme song Oops. from... <clears throat> from it <laughs> yeah. jumped ahead on me. Right, right. that's okay. Um, well, Beatlemania is underway here. The BBC says, hey, these guys are great. Why don't we sign them to be on a program every week? So the Beatles launch a 15-week program called Pop Go the Beatles. 
Go the Beatles, the theme from the 15-week program that the Beatles did from uh, from June 4th through September 24th in 1963. Uh, they were featured on the program, but they also wanted to hear their own music uh, that they liked by other artists. And so it was it was basically uh, a music program that featured the Beatles, but also had other groups as well. Now they would do six songs, pre-record six songs for each show. But at this point. They're exploding in concerts as well, and they're going to end up uh, all over the all over the UK. And so they record uh, quite a bit of music at a time. So if you remember, the Beatles on February 11th of 1963 did an 11, almost 11-hour 11 recording session where they put down 10 tracks that would end up on their first LP. So that marathon session, 10 songs joined with the four songs from their first two singles uh, is their first album. But the se- that doesn't compare with the 18 songs that they record in eight hours for the BBC because they needed to pre-record for three different programs, weekly programs, and then go off to their concerts because they weren't going to have time to individually record those shows. So they're, they're really putting out the music at this point. And, and we're still at a point where there's screaming, but not a lot of screaming. Um, the BBC recordings are sometimes done with an audience, but more often than not, it's in a studio. Once they start going into London, it's in a studio, and they do one take. They're not doing multiple takes of songs, uh, for the most part. Uh, so what we have upcoming, what you uh, started to intro before, is one of the songs that they did on Pop Go the Beatles, and that's the Hippie Hippie Shake. That's Paul and the Beatles on the BBC radio program, Pop Go the Beatles and Hippie Hippie Shake, which was a hit in this country by the Swingin' Blue Jeans, all part of the Beatles on the radio. Our theme this morning with our Beatleologist, Mark Roy. Where do we go next, Mark? Well, we're, we're into the midpoint of 1963, and the Beatles are doing their 15-week Pop Go the Beatles show, but that doesn't mean they're not appearing on other BBC shows as well. One of them is a show called Side by Side, and on this June 24th uh, date, they perform six songs, and one of them is a real gem. It's a rarity. It's a Lennon-McCartney song that they never put on any of their commercially released albums, EPs, or singles. It's a song that they gave away to Billy J. Kramer, who released this song on April 26th. It's a B-side to Do You Want to Know a Secret, also a Lennon-McCartney song, that they did cover on their own on, on one of their albums. But at this point now, they're songwriters, not just performance artists. They're giving away songs like to the Rolling Stones. They give I Want to Be Your Man. They're giving songs to groups like Peter and Gordon, The Foremost, and other Liverpool groups and other British groups. But as I said, this is one that's a real gem because they never performed it again. They did it once only, and it was for this June 24th performance.
That definitely has a Billy J. Kramer sound to it, who later went on to sing the song, I'll Be On My Way. Sounds like John doing the lead vocals on that one from the BBC radio program, Side by Side. Right, and it's a song that uh, they wrote, but they didn't deem it good enough for their own releases. So, as I said before, this is the only time they played that song and the only time it was ever released. These... uh, Tracks by the BBC were were from 1962 to 1965, and they were not heard again. They were not repeated ever again. These are shows that were one shot, just like radio was. You never had repeats, rarely if ever. Um, But uh, in 1982, the BBC put together a special three-part radio program that they syndicated worldwide called The Beatles at the Beeb. And for the first time since the early 60s, you could hear the Beatles playing these songs that were heard on BBC broadcasts. It was broadcast over Memorial Day weekend in the U.S. on uh, May 29th to 31st. And of course, you can imagine, since there hasn't been any new Beatle product in years, that a lot of fans were rolling tapes at that time. So as I said, these are very bootleg. Uh, pieces of, uh, of uh, recordings here. Um, and uh, it would not be until 1995 that the first compilation would come out commercially from the Live at the BBC series. All right. Now, we've played about half of them this morning that people have heard before and other songs like the one we just played, I'll Be On My Way. They probably haven't heard. But this next one is one I think anyone who knows Beatles music, they know this song. They do, but they're not going to know this one (laughs) unless they've heard it before on the BBC uh, collection. Beatles from September of 1963 on BBC Radio and Honey Don't. And Mark Roy with me, the thing that gets me about that song is that the version that we all know from early Beatles is Ringo singing lead on that. Well, that wasn't Ringo. That was John Lennon singing lead on that. That was John Lennon on September 4th, 1963 on an edition of their program, Pop Go the Beatles, a cover of the B-side of Blue Suede Shoes by Carl Perkins. Uh, he's the first one who did Honey Don't. It's his song. Uh, and John was singing it. Yes, that's the way they did it in their stage productions. Uh, I mean, their their concerts before Ringo joined the group. When they covered that song, John would sing it. But by the time they get to October of 1964, putting together a new album that will come out in Britain called Beatles for Sale, they need a Ringo song. 
because Ringo has at least one song on each one of their LPs. And so at this point, it's handed off to Ringo, who actually did sing the song when he was with Rory Storm before he joined the Beatles. And I think a lot of people know the song From Me to You by the Beatles, and they did a bit of a takeoff on that song for one of the BBC radio programs. They did. Uh, after the 15 weeks, um, and, Be- and Beatlemania is still rising, uh, come 19, the end of 63 and into 64, they sign on to do only four programs of their own called From Us to You. And for that, they modified their own hit From Me to You, and did a jingle that went along with it. That was cute. Are they mop tops yet? Oh, at this point, yeah, they're mop tops. I actually, you know, I'm not sure if they're called mop tops in Britain or if that's something that comes in the United States. Just not attuned to how when that comes comes about. Well, just in general, is the hair getting longer and oh, shaggy it, at this it point? it had huh? before. Um, they uh, started wearing their hair longer when they were in um, Germany in 61. Uh, Astrid Kirschner uh, and their friends, Klaus Vormann, the people they meet in Germany when they're performing at those, uh, those eight-hour and ten-hour concerts or performances at uh, uh, clubs in in Germany, in Hamburg, and uh, they start to wear their hair a little bit longer. Uh, You can see it in some of the early publicity photos. It's not quite there, but by the time they hit uh, TV for the BBC in the fall of 62, you're seeing the Beatle haircuts that we all remember. We're discussing the Beatles on the radio. The radio would be the BBC, and we're not done. 